0: to another beating alpha episode this is episode 96 and we have a very special guest uh, his name is Ibrahim Sheikh uh, so investment advisor and realtor specializing in homes in Dubai and London based in Mayfair host many row shows uh, regarding investment in the United Arab Emirates so welcome to the show Ibrahim uh, I hope mm-hmm. we're gonna cover a lot of great stuff today
1: yes definitely look forward to it
0: Awesome, awesome. So listen, uh, we'd love to kind of dig deeper and kind of uncover your personal story. You know, maybe you can uh, share that with the audience too. I think they would appreciate it. Uh, How did you find the real estate business uh, yourself personally? And like, if you talk about your journey into it a little bit as well. Thanks.
1: Of course, yeah. Um, again, just want to say thanks for having me uh, Beating Alpha. I've, I've followed your page since you've uh, reached out to me and it's just great stuff that I'm very excited to be. And that's why I'm here on a Saturday, willing to uh, speak thank to you. you. Thank
0: you, thank you. Um,
1: yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm only 27 years of age, which uh, I say only, but nowadays it's quite old days to be. But uh, real estate, I don't think many people go looking for it, especially sales. I think it's something that's you're calling or something that you uh, get, you just find yourself in. So I lived half, I was born in Essex, um, down in East London, near the the South of London, uh, the South of England, sorry. And um, I lived there for 15 years. And then I completed my higher education in the United Arab Emirates. So initially I went to Abu Dhabi for two years. And um, after studying in the British school there, I went to um Dubai where I completed the rest of my studies and then I was back and forth in the UK and Dubai since then so with regards to where I'm specializing in what I'm doing I've lived in both places for over a decade so, so I can I can really give an insight and something I do do with my clients is I tell them my personal story I tell them about personal encounters I've had and what my honest uh, honest uh, advice would be on where to live and what what would suit a person better. <clears throat> mm. Now the, the lives between London and Dubai are, are I went from catching a bus in, in the cold weather to jet skiing after school. So it was a huge jump, you know, so it was a different lifestyle, a change of lifestyle that I had to get used to, but then also keep in mind where I, where I came from and my London lifestyle and everything like that. that my roots, where I came from. So this helped me create a really, I'd say, nice balance between the two places where I realized what parts of the, um, my London lifestyle I wanted to keep on and then the part of Dubai lifestyle I wanted to keep on. Um, if it was up to me, off record, to my clients, not to my clients, I would live between London and Dubai, uh, splitting my winters in Dubai and my summers in London best idea and I think the best way to split up my, my life. Um, but yeah, so basically I was doing lots of different jobs. I studied journalism and media, which is far from this, but however, it comes in use when I wanna uh, do marketing and things like that. However, I just found myself um, doing lots of different jobs and then I got offered um, through a family friend to come and work for a real estate company in Dubai. Um, Before going to it, I had no idea about real estate. I had no idea what was in it. I just thought, ah, you show someone a house, they say yes, and Bing, you're done. You know, you just gotta be there when they say. Easy, easy. Easy, I thought, easy, until I got into the job. Um, One thing that I, I won't dwell on too much, but it was actually something maybe if other people are realtors or specialists as well is that, at the beginning i was expecting too much help i was expecting too many people to 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 tell me look you're doing this wrong lad you need to do this you need to do that and i was going to people and saying what should i do what should i do there's no point expecting any help in especially in a place in an environment like a sales environment where it's real estate where you're competing with your own company it's not just the other competitors you're competing with you're competing with people within your own company so it was um I've played sports my whole life so I've generally been a team player so I've always thought about doing what I'm good at and then using what someone else is good at as well to help me and then together we go up. This was something where I was not accustomed to so I had to learn everything by myself. I had to learn about the areas, I had to learn about marketing, I had to learn about how to speak to the clients, what documents are needed, all these things and I every time I was getting told off by the seniors, I'd be like, well, no one's helping me. And then they showed no sympathy to that and no empathy. So I thought, okay, right. I'm just going to do what I want. And if I get, if it goes well, it goes well, if it doesn't, it doesn't. So I, I started my Instagram and my own brand called true investments. So I was around a lot of people who, were. Uh, just, I could, you could say selling fibs, selling porcupines. And I was, I was trying to learn from these people and I wasn't getting anywhere because it's not the way that I deal with clients. And it's something that not being from a sales background, I never had that aggressive manner of selling to someone or anything like that. My main thing is look, make friends with them. The first thing is make a relationship. And then the next meeting we talk about properties, but that's something that I've just kept um, a uniform now, so anyone I meet, it's just a friendly chat, we meet straight away. I don't meet in the office, I meet outside the office where um, we'll have a relaxed drink, because what's the point of doing business with someone you don't feel comfortable with? I, I, I see no point in it and I see no blessings in it, I, do, I just don't see the point of it. And um, I don't want to work for someone who's telling me, go do this, go do that, as if I'm their employee as well. Whereas I'd rather have the respect of my client and they they act like we're working together to get them the best deal.
0: Got it, got it. That makes total sense. Again, as I mentioned, you know, just following your own path and kind of, building your own brand at the same time and doing what you want to do instead of telling people off like oh do this and do that it's a, I i think it's a great way for you personally uh you know to follow through but i, I like what you mentioned about you know building that relationship uh, from the ground up with the you know high net worth individuals because again nobody wants to get sold nobody likes to get sold especially the people with a high net worth you know they're not stupid people they do understand that it's all about relationship and uh, building that, those quality relationships is definitely a crucial part in, in your business or any business. So that, that's awesome. I like the way you're approaching things. So talking about uh, I would love again, as I mentioned to you before, every time we go London with wife, we just love it. I mean, it's a great vibe. And that's why I understand what you mentioned. Spending Christmas kind of, you know, uh, Christmas holidays in there because it's super beautiful during these times. But when it comes to the market itself, can you give us a little bit of insight, like what's happening in the London areas, like particularly, uh, the, as you mentioned, North London area, right, that, that you're having the properties in. Yeah. So what, what is the, what's happening uh, with the, first of all, with the de- demographics market, like give us a few insights
1: sure sure definitely um so just before i go any further i'd just like to say that i i l- recently just came to the switch of working on london properties um our office is uh, fairly new still in um it's based in mayfair which is quite a prestige area of london where um all the high net worth individuals are all the nice hotels are Um, and everyone driving their fancy cars. So the the area where we are is a a great place. So based in that area, I've been able to expand and look at different things around us. So as I mentioned, we're based in Mayfair and we were dealing with properties in Dubai. So the type of clientele that we were getting were high net individuals who said they had a certain amount of money. So what we were sourcing for them was everything within a stone's throw us, which was over 10 million pounds properties, distressed, even not in its uh, normal price distressed, it was 10 million pounds. Um, there's lots of different things where people aren't trying to sell distress, but they won the original part. But still we were looking at very high priced properties that I thought, great. This is good to have as a portfolio to look good, but where the real people, where the people who are actually, because the real estate market was alive. It never went down in, the, in London that much, but what happened is that it was all the normal people who were moving, who had to relocate, who maybe had to downgrade a little bit because of the pandemic or people who were thinking ahead or just generally there was a a queue of people who had to move during this time anyway that they planned last year. So business was still moving and I thought that it was time to get involved in the UK market. And with what I found is that there is a lot, a lot of new buildings coming up, a lot of brand new buildings with two bedroom apartments, sometimes three bedroom apartments, which are done by developers priced quite cheaply for London prices, um, mainly for certain incentives which the government has released. For example, help to buy, which has just Mm -hmm. gone through the roof for people here in the UK because in London, a lot of people even if they are living at home they have to work and they have to um really like try and uh, save a lot of money before making that first move whereas i was living in manchester before people were getting their first job straight out of university and being able to put down a mortgage and a, a deposit because of the prices up there However, down in London, you're looking at some two bedroom apartments for 600,000 pounds. So help to buy was really good here because it, it just meant that you had to pay 5% initially and then obviously the rest of the scheme, which which proved really, really beneficial. And then I realized that we by helping the people who are looking for the normal price properties is where the business will keep on accumulating. So since I've done that, I have um, been trying to take over North London, as I say to my boss, where I'm, any development who's going up new, I'm making a connection with them to say that I have a, a grand database of people from Dubai who also live in the UK who are looking for places here. So it's been it's been good, it's been really helpful. Um, however, as I mentioned, I was focusing on Dubai a lot before um, and during all of COVID I was as well, where I was exerting a lot of my energy in trying to sell properties to people here in dubai but what i found being um uh, i'm i'm I'm, i was a resident of dubai for a long time as well so being a resident and my parents still living out there um i i I now know that the like last week there was 3.9 billion dirhams of worth of transactions done which is insane an insane amount um you'd only have to divide it by 4.8 so it's just less than a billion pounds maybe um and what that meant why that was happening is because in 15 years or 16 years of living there people have never seen prices this low in dubai whilst living there so my parents who moved there in 2008 they invested in the big 2009 time the 2010 2015 but since then they've not seen prices this low before
0: Mm, so what you're saying now, it's a kind of great time to purchase something in Dubai, right? Even though it's a...
1: I, I believe so, yes. But it's about having the faith in that country. So people yeah. who are living there, they're buying their fourth, fifth, sixth house now.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, when it comes to having faith, maybe maybe we can cover, and of course we're going to cover Dubai market, and maybe you can give us a few insights because, uh, you know, so I think some people would, uh, would make decisions... Uh, you know, on stats, on statistics rather than on faith. So if you give us, you can give us some positive statistics that, you know, some people can look forward to and kind of make those decisions on that. But still talking about the London market. I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, with the Brexit, uh, where do you see the prices going, you know, from there? Like, is it going to fluctuate that much? Is it going to go down? And, you know, with the entire COVID situation, like where is London going price-wise?
1: Well, that's why I was, I I had this conversation with someone the other day and I was like, where did Brexit go? Like since COVID has been here, no one's mentioned Brexit. No one's, it's not even been on someone's mouth. Like no one's even, I've never even, not the news, not anyone has said it since all this has happened. So with regards to that, I'm still getting up to date with how the political situations may affect the london market but from what i've seen if you want to be on a statistics type of page and see previous histories the price has never gone down in london you're looking at a place where in 10 years you're guaranteed the price to to appreciate and um how much buy is something that i can't put a finger on but in previous history and 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 different the the history that we've looked at it's gone up every 10 years, the price has gone up, and it's never and it's steadily gone up. It's not had patterns such as Dubai, where it's like this the patterns of the prices, the prices of London have been like this a gradual increase all the time. So, again, we have two types of clients who come to our office one who are looking to make money really quickly and straight away, and the other to have some money and they want to keep it in a place that's safe. Now, real estate now i think is safer than a bank for me that's how i just think and that's an, an opinion you don't need to quote me on that but um i've had clients from all different types of countries lebanon pakistan and the the way their countries sanction them sometimes or perhaps don't allow funds to be transferred or um just they 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 take control of your money which i believe is not not comfortable knowing if you've earned your whole life if you've earned an honest living and you've earned maybe 10 million dollars and then the bank's telling you you can only take twenty thousand pounds out a month you're going to be very very upset about that whereas if you have a house it's a tangible asset you can go and look at you can touch you can add value to it you can live in it um a lot you could put it on rent you could earn money from it it's not a stagnant investment um it's uh, it can be released it can be liquidated very quickly especially in Dubai as well um, so these things for me are just things that I think at now's time of like where we are they say cash is king but why you you can't live inside your cash what I say so you can't build a, a fortress out of money but you can buy a property and um, what I say is that real estate at the moment yeah in London is as safe as it's been i I don't see i don't see um, the threat that people may suggest that it may crash depending on the the market and um, the real estate market will plunge i don't believe in that but yet i do still have to keep an open mind because this year has been so unpredictable i I tell my people in dubai as well and my clients that i'm selling to dubai whereas before i was claiming this many visitors 25 million visitors in three months are going to visit this, this now i tell them this is what was anticipated but we don't know how things are going to go because the world is a funny place so so,
0: exactly.
1: and they appreciate that yeah. they appreciate that i'm telling them look I can't, i'm not god i can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow but i can tell you what i think may happen
0: yeah Yeah, based on your, again, knowledge, experience, uh, insights, you know, talking, networking with people and having these conversations. And so you, you give them the best the best ever possible advice that you can get at the moment. And again, if you're sincere, by the way it looks, you're sincere. The way you are doing the business, you know, the relationships are very important to you. So you're gonna try to help and to to make you know, those quality decisions. But now it's making a little bit more sense because all the time, like if you go to London, uh, you people like who are watching this right now, if you ever been to London before. Uh, or maybe came across uh, a few news, uh, like resources or something. You always see these people from China, Pakistan, Dubai, as I mentioned, you know, they always mm-hmm. buying properties. And maybe that's one of the reasons, as I mentioned, because you got, you cannot spend the money that you're honestly earned, uh, you know, from a bank account. So probably the best way is kind of invest in a property and then, you know, liquidate it, get all the equity and, you know, uh, take money that way. So again, it's, it's an interesting approach. So yeah, as I mentioned, you know, Times are very shaky, but London, as as it sounds like, it's always going to appreciate. So, I think the quote says like the 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 right time to buy the property was 10 years ago, and the next right time is now. So. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. Well, at least for me, what's going on in London. So talking about uh, Dubai market, because uh, again, it's a very interesting place. A lot of people see it on YouTube, you know, social media, everybody kind of look at it, you know, the Burj Khalifa, like the tallest building. Uh, and I think the, now the building, the the even bigger building in Dubai than the yeah. Burj Khalifa. Yeah. Uh-huh so it's insane i mean it's a it yeah. like built from nothing you know from like desert i mean it's it's a it's some like this magical place so can you give us a little bit of insights like what's happening currently in this market
1: of course of course so um yeah dubai just like um, as you mentioned it's come up so quickly like in the it was um it's a 40 50 year old country um about 20 years ago there was nothing 25 years ago there was nothing there was a desert with one road that stretched down the middle now if you look at it it is a man-made um piece of art i'd say number one it looks like a piece of art if you look at it from any angle when you're landing into dubai or if you're looking from the up and looking at the concrete jungle and the rows of buildings that are there it's a very pleasing thing to look at and what i mean by that is Dubai will always have a wow factor. Now I remember the first time I visited Dubai in 2008. There wasn't even the Burj Khalifa. There wasn't even the tallest building in the world. But I was, my eyes were still popping out of my head. I was like, wow, what is this? Like, whoa, shiny marble, gold toilets. I remember I went to the um, Emirates Palace to go to uh, to um, use the, the toilet, and I was peeing in a in a gold urinal, and I was like, this is not real. Like this is like you're any human will be impressed by that regardless so what i say to people number one is when people go to dubai they always get that wow factor so anyone who's going on there the holiday for the first time they'll be like this is a great place to live this will be an amazing place to live this is a this has got everything that i need on my doorstep there's fancy cars there's everything and you 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 said you you kind of like start living a better life yourself where you go to the mall and someone opens the door for you and you're not used to that in in england where 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 you go and have to find parking and then run in the rain and then go up the stairs and you know over there was just luxury and to another level so people who are here or who've grown up in um different countries where this isn't um let's say the cultural norm it's it's amazing for them to know that they can attain a life like that so easily and so attainably like dubai is a place that it doesn't it's not an arabic speaking country everyone speaks english there um it's a uh, it's it's 90% expatriate so everyone you see is not from dubai really and um, there's europeans there's um, english people american people there's bars that accommodate to each of the different type of people so i've been to mcgettigan's which is an irish bar which on saint paddy's day everyone goes to there's a place called barasti which is known for um the british people to love to go to because they show the football there um there's just different places there's um there's tiki clubs um different like so much salsa bars so much different things going on that can accommodate for so many different people you can't go amiss so that's just the lifestyle that i'm trying to explain there and obviously being the age of i am i'm explaining what appeals to me a bit more you know going out and the app the night life scene and the nice cars and the luxury and and the beautiful women for some people and the and this it's just uh, like a movie when you go there um you'll see celebrities like normally like at the same places that you are you'll see a table next to you with lots of celebrities and what will make you feel good about that is that you're you're on the same level as them you're in the same place as them on the same level just on a table next to them which makes you feel like a celebrity to an an extent you know so yeah, these are things that I've learned over living there over a 10-year over a period, but I've made friends with lots of different people there. So I've made friends with the local people there who I know about their life and how they need to sustain their life and how they plan to live there for the rest of their life and to bring their children up there and their children's children and everything like that. They have long plans for their generation to go for or third generation only at the moment in that country. So generally Dubai is, a, since I've been there, it's grown enormously. Um, it's very popping. Um, it brings in the, the airport had a million people footfall a day. Um, it's just, it was constant buzz. It was a constant buzz. Now that's just the general life and everything like that. I knew nothing about the property market till two years ago. I knew that it existed and I knew people were making money from it but I didn't know how much. Now when I found out I was very upset to know that like the quote you said I should have got into it 10 years ago because these guys were making more than doctors, more than dentists, more more than like high high high-end jobs. These guys were just being the middlemen to sell a property as I initially saw it as being a middleman making eight percent on a two million pound property or like rates like that you know where it was high 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 profit um high commissions so this kind of like led me to try and dig deep about it more and everything what i found then is Dubai has its times Dubai has certain times where people are investing like crazy and Dubai has its times where people are trying to sell like crazy so what happened is that these guys who made money off one person will, in a ten-year span, make money off them maybe five times.
0: Got it. Got it. So, what what is the time for Dubai right now at this given moment?
1: Buying market, hundred percent a buying market. The prices it, the price are is low. low 2007. Yeah. Two thousand and seven. So, as I mentioned, people who are living there, plan to be there for another year or two they can go through that risk of putting down a small down payment for a property to see how it's going to get when the expo comes next year in 2021.
0: Mm-hmm. They know the price, the price will go up back again. That's what they,
1: they expect. Yeah. They, yeah. that everyone expects. Right. And, um, Sheikh Mohammed, who's the owner, uh, the ruler of Dubai is very business minded. He is such a visionary that 10 years ahead, he has a plan of what he wants for the com- the country to be like. And real estate is a huge sector. Real estate, they have five T's I believe, something like that, travel, tourism, trade. Um, The the five T's are something that's very, but within that real estate comes close to number one with how much money it's bringing into the country um, and everything like that. So of course they are going to focus on sustaining that market. Yeah. people think it's a lot more versatile than it is it can be sustained a lot more easier than people think so yeah. so Ema, as i mentioned the biggest developer outside of china and the biggest developer in the middle east they are the ones who build burj khalifa um the dubai mall which is the biggest mall in the world um marina where all the all the buildings are where um the boats just come within the, the buildings and go back they're all done by Ema. It is semi-government owned, so they're backed by Sheikh Mohammed himself and and, and the, 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 the ruling family. So what that means is that I don't think they're going to let this sector ever go down. It's, it's, it's a type of industry that can be controlled, like we've seen it happen a lot. For example, in the UK, this Help to Buy scheme and all these incentives they're giving is the way the government is controlling the market here. They're trying to get more sales. They're trying to get more people to put money back in the economy. It's just a, a nice way of them controlling it if, if, if you look at it in that way. Mm-hmm. So Dubai is gonna be on top of the property sector. The biggest fear that people had was an oversupply. Everyone kept saying there's gonna be an oversupply. There's buildings that are gonna be built and no one's gonna live in there. I carried on visiting Dubai in these times and I never saw an empty building. I saw buildings that were being put up but any building that was up was had people living in it already so i was like this doesn't make sense i i I don't understand why the statistics are showing that but when i look in actual sense it's not like that and then it was explained to me very easily and it was that the expo was planning to bring 250 million people within six months uh, which is a lot a lot now the aim, if the aim of Expo was to keep 1% behind, that would be 25 million people. There's not enough units in Dubai today that would house all of
0: them. So is a housing shortage actually happening, right? That's well, what I- would, would be happening if uh, like, I mean, if, if that will happen. And I hope uh, the Dubai Expo is gonna happen as, as again, i read about it uh, before. Well, I, I think it was like five months ago and uh you know i was like man this is probably going to be a spectacular they're expecting all these revenue to come in i'm actually just looking at the info about the expo itself for while we're talking but i think it's revenue it's like we're talking billions of dollars because again there's all these companies coming from uh 100 like you know 100 plus countries i don't know the number but i mean it's crazy so dubai current population what is it like how many people deliver uh, in, in dubai at the moment
1: at the moment, um as I mentioned, I know the ten percent that I I know the percentages, but I'll actually find out exactly. I, I don't think it's more oh than... I
0: see I see it's one point one million. So no I see no two point two point five in two thousand
1: six 3, three actually in two thousand and nineteen.
0: Here you go, here you go. So a lot of people in a, in a kinda so how how spread out is it like is everything condensed, everything kinda tall buildings, tall like yeah. uh you
1: know so playing that as well. Um is that
0: is dubai. that what we, sorry yeah. is that is that what we're going to continue to kind of build and spread it up or is going to be more kind of houses you know no. uh, like on the side
1: initially dubai was going up so it was building upwards and things like that but now it's starting to spread so if you see dubai on the map it's like um it's one long road which is called Sheikh Zayed road but it's actually made up that's the main road that goes down um the middle however it's made up of six parallel roads that go across it now across the other side of it is all desert it's all desert and it's an open land and nothing's being built and um what i wanted to just mention as well is that that you said that there could be um an undersupply that's what Dubai is aiming for so Each of the communities in Dubai, so Burj uh, Khalifa, the tallest building in the world, is in downtown Dubai, which is also where Dubai Mall is located. This was one of the first projects done in Dubai by Ima, and it's going to be the first project completed. So it's a master development, and it's going to be, it's 96 or 97% complete now with two buildings left to go up. After that, there is no building to be done on that land. So when these last two buildings go up, the buy downtown is going to be exclusive. The units that are there, that are built, are exclusively to that place. There's no more coming. There's no more cheaper places coming. There's no more payment plans that can be offered for projects that haven't been built yet. Everything is going to be there and it's going to start becoming a proper market, if you know, as in a secondary market, more than just primary units coming up for the first-time users. So the prices. Now are shooting up for downtown. That it's it's automatically going to have a huge jump in price as soon as, as the, the the master development is complete. On top of that, there is one more master development called Talal Al that's done by Majid Al Fatame, another leading family member in Dubai. Um, he's got uh, he's the guy who created the Mall of Emirates with the the ski soap in the mall and and things like. He's a very, very well-renowned developer. So his phase one and phase two were sold out immediately in a few days. And apparently phase three is about to be, but that is the last master development to be built in the UA in Dubai. Oh, cool. Now there is no more master developments
0: got it got it got it okay so so that kind of the plan for them is kind of to make it like like london as i mentioned before where like if you're gonna go like london city center you cannot squeeze a building in there because probably of the zoning regulations there's just no place for that and those like buildings you cannot like they're not planning to build anything let's say in some part of the areas like and those prices will appreciate always because it's london so it sounds like uh this is exactly what dubai is aiming for kind of as you saying, make those exclusive places and for people to and from there like no building is got happening so the prices will like go and go forever which is again i have another question what like dubai is of course is known like for me as like a person from an outside i'm looking at dubai i'm thinking like tourism you know like you mentioned five t's like I'm thinking about the tourism, and that's why it, it generates income. You know, as as a kind of displace itself. But what is like the main companies that are located in Dubai, like, and what's the main focus for Dubai? Like, how does the Dubai generates, uh, you know, any money? Like, what what companies are there uh, itself?
1: Okay, so I uh, yeah I, for the last. F- decade or whatever however long they've been quite prominent in the world and on people's tongues is tourism but when when you mention tourism it's not like oh we need people to come and buy like homemade cultural things like uh or go on like uh expeditional sites and and people getting tips and what it's it's so much bigger than that the t- tourism industry is humongous so dubai has the best hotels in the world anywhere i've been in in the world it has the best hotels and the best run hotels so that's a huge sector where it's it's uh, making a lot of its income the other thing is emirates airlines it's huge emirates airlines is a dubai owned company it's a it's a government owned as well but also it's bringing a huge amount of money into dubai into the uae and dubai because of the turnover that i had even now with the with the the way things are emirates is still the leading airline and it's still going forward in that way and what they have done in the aviation sector is magnificent in itself if you look at what they've done and to take over and almost monopolize that whole sector is um, something that has huge potential for the country itself if they if they if they manage that correctly Um, on top of that there is so yeah tourism was something that it, it was trade tourism um and uh, a few others but the main thing as i mentioned was tourism now the other thing that i want to say is that where dubai is located is a strategical place where it's now going to come where the silk road is where one of where china is trying to build one of the biggest roads for for trade around the world dubai is going to go right between that it's going to go straight through dubai and past the port so it's situated in a place where it's going to beneficial certain like China going forward, they're going to want a, a piece of Dubai and, and invest in there and to settle there, as well as America coming from the other side, because uh, the UAE is, has close ties and is actually good friends with America now. I never thought I'd have to think of politics and everything, but because of the way the world is and everything, that's just how, I, how it is. And Dubai was a place before where, when there was Gulf Wars or different little Parts of um, the Middle East where war was struck out—Syria, Lebanon—it was a good place for refugees to come. And um, in that type of area as well, it kind of attracted the refugees with money. If the ones who were leaving the countries with some money, who had investments outside of the country, um, it saw a lot of them come in, and that's become their home now. So there's people who have lived there for 20 years who call it their home, who've grown up there, never been to the country that's two hours away from them.
0: that is interesting
1: one more thing as well that's happened very recently is that uae has become the first arab country to sign a peace treaty with israel what that means then is obviously before there was a boycott for um all arab countries against israel to do any business with them to let them in their country to it was it was quite a hostile relationship and this was because of palestine and them wanting to back palestine and um it being a Muslim state and Israel taking over, is where the politics came in. But Sheikh Mohammed, as I mentioned, he, he, he accustoms to everyone in his country. There's mosques, there's synagogues, there's churches, there's Buddhist temples, Gurdwaras. He has made it a place for everyone. There's a place for old people who don't, who like to go walks in parks to go, but then there's also um, a, a row of pubs that you could go for a pub crawl with all your guys and stay up till eight in the morning. It it accustoms to everyone. So by signing this deal with Israel is going to see a huge amount of investment come into the country. And they are known to be great investors and they put their money in places, not just for business benefits, but political benefits and and different ways that they want to go about. So Israel, I know, and I can put my money on it. I know for sure that they're going to, they have been investing for the last 10 years, but not openly. So I know going forward now, they may take over. They may take over the real estate game. They may buy everything. I, and I'm not, uh, I will not be, Dubai will cut a deal with them like that. If they had to get rid of everything and they came with a price that they say, we control real estate here now, I could see it happening. And i'd be happy if it happened because then it's number one when the treaty was signed i was very happy because anyone who didn't want for it was against peace in my eyes and i was like how can you be against something where we're making friendships and we're going to make relationships go forward so that was going to be great and the other thing is that people with businesses were more ecstatic about this that the israeli investors are going to come into the uae and they're going to put money into the economy from another they could replace um a lot of the tourist money coming in, just by their own country coming in themselves.
0: Mm, got it, got it. So that's the
1: board, very,
0: Okay, so that's that's very interesting approach, and I love again what you're saying. You know, it's going to happen in the future with the with the Dubai making all those smart, you know, decisions uh, as 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 a part as a Dubai itself. So. But one thing that I wanted to ask you is, as you mentioned, the prices. Let's say in London, if you want to buy, uh, as you said, two-bedroom apartment, is going to go for more than six hundred thousand uh, pounds. So, talking about the current prices in uh, Dubai, like uh, same two-bedroom apartment house, like what the prices are we looking at at this current moment?
1: Okay, so same two-bedroom, maybe with the same quality, maybe a bit bigger even. Um, on an average price range around the buy I'd say between 180 and 200,000 pounds. However, however, with a payment plan. so what a payment plan means is you pay so I'll just go for a, a basic payment plan that's used before, which was 25.75, which means you pay 25 percent upon completion. they give you the keys and for five years you pay 75 percent off. Now, how that was beneficial was meaning that you get the keys for a 200,000 pound flat for 50,000 pounds. It's already your asset. Number two, it was interest free. So you're not paying any interest on the price. And number three is that you could have even got a mortgage on the 75% that you have to pay off as a foreign investor. Mm -hmm. So I was,
0: it's just going to be in five years instead of 30.
1: Correct exactly correct yes so five years instead of 30 with no interest
0: mm, got it and, and that's they want that to do the business because uh because again that's exactly what i'm thinking it's like dubai is definitely not for everybody because it's that's what they want to make it they want to make it this kind of exclusive place for people who actually have money and again it's nothing wrong with that that's that's what they're aiming for they want to have people who actually you know can, can do something in dubai they're they not going to be there you know sing, sitting around and thinking oh my god like i have no money for you know to, to pay for the food they want money who are actually they want people who are actually going to go and spend some money on the weekend they go to the prada and the gucci and louis vuitton and maybe go into the you know buy a lamborghini you know like once a year or twice a year you know so so i do understand that approach and that's the one that that's the way you want to make it and that's when the people look on you know to dubai uh, on internet youtube they always look at it at this kind of as i mentioned this magical exclusive place which is uh again it's interesting it's big it's like look at the other countries like monaco is exactly the same you know they, they it's just for exclusive type of people who want to yeah. get in there but you know two hundred thousand like dollars a pounds still doesn't sound a lot but for a lot of people that you have to pay off in in five years it could be you know, a world problem
1: but then a mortgage can be attained for a foreign investor to a loan to value of 50 percent as well which is if you try try to get um, a foreigner to invest in london uh, or get a mortgage in london it'll be so difficult um the other thing as well um that i was going to mention is that dubai what i try to tell my to my people is that look i meet different types of people all day and um uh, the thing i like about england is that you meet a lot of variety of people you don't meet the same type of people who are into the same things who are into the lamborghinis into the tall buildings into the the tiny clothes and and you know there's a lot of people like that out there who is fine it's the life that they like and i i love that life for a long time as well where i was enjoying it and i was enjoying going out and i was living movie like i mentioned but then there's some people who aren't like that and who don't want this um You know, uh, I I don't want to use the word pretentious, but it it can be at times pretentious where you're looking at just things and, and, and materialistic things. But I tell my people, I tell my clients, we may not be impressed by it anymore but every day someone lands in dubai and they are impressed by it every day someone lands in dubai and they're impressed by it and they look at it and they're wowed and they're wowed and they're inspired which is a good thing they're motivated to come there and do something so we can accommodate to those people and we can help them by being a landlord if you're a landlord in a place like that there will not be a time when times are normal where you will have to be like, hey Ibrahim, no one's living in my apartment. What shall I do about it? Because you'll be you'll be like, oh, there's ten people inquiring about it. Who should I pick? That's the way it's gonna it's gonna be. Because every day I'm telling you, someone comes there and they're like, Wow, the tallest building in the world, and it's got my country's flag on it. This place is the best place in the world. So you know it's always going to attract people it's all, always a place for money to be made and um as well as it, uh, it, uh, it trying to target that rich lifestyle that monaco and these um exclusive places have you mu- we must remember that there's a whole other side to the story where these people who live like that have a load of people working In industries for them to live like that you know there's a lot of people who work in the malls work in restaurants they need a place to live but they're not gonna live in a fully golden equipped out 500,000 pound apartment so yeah it's trying to uh, differentiate between like a normal life and then that high-end life whereas before it was just high-end
0: that's awesome I love the fact that they are trying to do that so uh yeah so like by the way it sounds like it sounds like you you do prefer dubai a little bit more rather than uh london well because again we maybe we're just talking about dubai a little bit more because it's uh again for some people maybe it's just more exclusive yeah. and again like i'm sure a lot of you've been to london before but uh maybe less than a few have been to dubai uh yeah. so I love
1: you know about london that's why i i i it kind of does this talking for itself you know like yeah, there's things- exactly but dubai is still not known about and um i still get people who ask me here they're like ah oh, can you drink alcohol there i'm like guys there's licensed bars everywhere there's pubs there's clubs there's nightclubs the the the, the idea people have of that country is it shouldn't be from the sun or the daily mail mm. they should look into the country maybe visit it um, when they can obviously during these times but. The other thing as well is that it's a big step to not try and make someone make a commitment in these times. So I have not been pushing Dubai so much where I had people who were 50-50 before and I'd be like, come on, it's the right time, it's the best time. But now I I cannot take that full risk on my head to make someone commit to something that potentially could be detrimental to them. So there's people who I know in Dubai be living there for 15 years, who I know have some money, who are buying from me. Those are my main clients at the moment. I appreciate why people in the UK may not wanna put money down straight away for it because of how they see the world here and how not many people are spending money, whereas over there, people are spending a lot of money. But um, uh, I've still had someone buy a property from me who's never met me, never been to Dubai, and um, just within five, five days of knowing him, wanting to buy something because of just the prices and what he saw it could go to and um, what he knew of Dubai before as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. so kind of he did or she did uh, personal due diligence on Dubai and it was already pulled the trigger. It just wasn't yeah, a fact of finding quite, the right oh, deal.
1: Because they knew someone there. Yes. That's the thing that got them for me. If they tried to find out by themselves, it wouldn't have worked. Now, a lot of the developers who are working in Dubai come to our office and do roadshows, as I mentioned when they came, they had a tactic of, um, uh, I can only call it gunpoint selling, where it's sit down and put the deposit down, now, 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 you must, we'll fly you out tomorrow, we'll show you everything, blah, 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 blah. And um, I call it gunpoint selling, but- um, Sounds like it. Yeah, it, it sometimes made people go to Dubai because they're like, oh, it's a free ticket, I might as well go, and they would go. But that's not the state of mind or the position you want your client to be in before they buy. You do not want to panic them. And, and I've had clients who, for example, my first deal when I came to the UK, I met a great gentleman and um, he wanted to buy six apartments in a development in Dubai worth around 2 million, 2.5 million. Out of that, I was gonna make about 40,000 pounds and it was gonna be my first deal in the UK. And as I mentioned, everyone was trying to make these big deals, so I was like, Ooh, I've made it, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the top salesman straight away coming to the UK office. And so I spent a week and a half with that gentleman every day in Dubai, taking him around and i hope he doesn't mind me saying this if he sees me and eventually it came down to the last day and his mum um was like i'm sorry we don't want to go we don't want to do it through you and um at that time you just gotta hold your head high and still walk off the table with your health head high but it's a heartbreak and it's a heartbreak that most realtors have to deal with and um i i just the amount of money that i was going to make made it a bigger heartbreak for me but that's the way I like to work where it's like, literally, I, I'm i as open as a book to you. I, I talk honestly to you. I tell my clients before, but when I found out the, 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 um, the uh the way the road shows were working and the gunpoint selling i would meet my clients down the road and i would tell them on the way about it's gonna be like this they're gonna talk a lot of shit. they're gonna be like shouting and telling you to do this just remember i'm on your side and let's have a safe word if you say abu dhabi that means let's get out of there and i'll get out of there so this is something i told my clients and how I've changed my way of selling to in Dubai. Um, I've recently sold something to one of my best friends. That feeling is a lot more better than if I've sold some something to someone I don't know, and I don't know if they're gonna make use of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, selling at a gunpoint, that's, that's very interesting, which of course, uh, you know, sometimes maybe, you know, people do use it and sometimes they have to use it because everybody has a different personality and again, For some people, they just like to get sold that way, you know, at a gunpoint, you know, like, sell me something, you know, like, be like, tell me what I need to do, you know, and some people just uh, that's the way they go. And some people just like, you have to be super nice with them, just take it slow and so I do understand that sometimes you kind of have to move around and you know and, and find a way. But again, you're just sticking to your approach, which is just being honest, you know, trans- transparent with the people. And if if the if it doesn't gel, you know, if it doesn't work, hey, listen, you know, there's other people who go, who are gonna help you to sell it. But you know, you, you do as, as best as possible work, and, and that goes a long way because you're just being honest with yourself and with your approach, and that that what's uh, makes your entire approach unique. And that's how you get people's attention. So that, that, that's, that's
1: super cool. I was trying to be uh, in an in a, in a industry like that, where it was a lot of gunpoint selling, I, I wanted to be the true investor. So the true investments is the, where it's come from, that idea. And um, the other thing, I don't mean to uh, put down the people that I'm working with or anything in that sense. The reason why they like that is because they're from Dubai and they've been selling in Dubai and they're top salesmen in Dubai, but they're, their ways do not work here um their ways work in a place where people carry twenty thousand pounds in their pocket in cash yeah they put their and, money. You need
0: to, and you need to get their attention right now
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah so so that's what it is it's you know it's just uh they're from different environments and uh, of course uh, they need to get uh get comfortable with their environment when people come to london again uh when i talk people from us they're like they're a completely different audience when you talk with the people from london they're a completely different audience you know so you have to like so that's what i'm saying it's it's a uh, kind of different issue we're talking about just you know as, as as its own but uh when it comes to your personal goals again uh Because now you're planning to take over North London, and I'm sure it's going to happen. But what is the plan for you going forward uh, with London? Like, what are you looking to accomplish this and on coming year?
1: This year with London, um, as I mentioned, I am trying to focus on North London myself. And um, now our management has kind of delegated different parts of London to different people. And um, what we had initially was we had a beautiful office, a lovely office in Mayfair with a show. Um, We had uh, a development from IMAR that was in a model, which was worth about 200,000 pounds that we had shipped over. It looks lovely, lights up in the night and everything. But there was no business being done while sat in the office so what's changed is that we are on foot we are going around we are meeting as many people as we can and what i've changed and what i aim to do is i aim to work with every real estate agent in north london by the end of this year here
0: we that's, go so you know, anybody's I'm watching thinking. from north north london make sure to go to connect with Ibrahim. Uh, There's social media links are gonna be for that for you to do so because it's a collaborative thing if you want to like do business together especially during these times where where there's a lot of people you know are stuck in the scarcity mode, you know they're like I don't want to invest like because they're uncertain what's gonna happen with the business you know because a lot of businesses shutting down they are uncertain about their own personal future uh you know family kids there's a lot of different issues that pops up right now that wasn't there on the table before not long ago so yeah making it kind of collaborative efforts it it goes a long way (laughs) so talking about the dubai like how many attention do you actually like uh put out for london dubai is like 50 50 or how much attention do you
1: 50 50 well um at the moment um, i i give 50 50 attention so if anyone comes to me with a dubai query i give them just as much importance as the the london however with Dubai it's kind of at the moment doing its work for me that I've already implemented so I have a few clients that I've retained that I work with I look for everything for them and they're telling me they've given me money in my hand to buy something for them so with Dubai it's it's I'm only dealing with people who are comfortable, comfortable enough for me to do that for them. However, if someone came to me here in London and was like, I wanna move to Dubai and get a new home, I'd be like, all right, cowboy, let's take this a bit slowly because I'm not gonna just send you to Dubai next week and tell you to live there. So that's with Dubai, it's like that. Whereas London, it's, such a beautiful process where a solicitor's involved, mm. uh, offers made, it's so polite and so, you no know, in Dubai it's like you're shouting on this phone, you're picking up that phone, you're shouting at this guy, you're telling him to come here, you're saying, can you do a view? It's really hectic compared to London where it's like, tick, tick, here's an email, tick, tick, here's an email back and bang, we're, we're going, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, with, as, as well as working with agents here, as, as I mentioned, North London is where I'm trying to take over. We, but we have twice, the, the 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 twice the opportunity to make money because we could work both ways we could both work in something in the uk and from the same time we could even sell them something in dubai so this is a a, a two-way pattern that could help both of us and that's why when i go to these agents um they're quite interested in working together
0: hmm. yeah because they probably never did any deals in you know in dubai rather than just you know, selling, yeah,
1: yeah. and they yeah. love it.
0: That, that's awesome. That's awesome. I love it, too. So again, by the way, it sounds like Dubai uh, from what you told me before prior, you know, it sounds like it could be a great potential investment uh, rather than buying property for yourself. Uh, if you just look the way as a landlord, like to become a landlord and kind of, you know, rent a property out, uh, that's a that's a good way I to look at it.
1: Home, I understand why it may not be the best idea, but if you're here and you're looking for a second home and a holiday home, I can't tell you about a, de- a holiday destination um because it's just it's accustomed for you to live like you're on holiday the whole time you're there
0: yeah because of all the amenities restaurants bars different kind of you know ethnic influences yeah that is awesome that is awesome so we did definitely everybody who's watching including myself i have to put dubai on my list and kind of go and visit and get the wow experience myself you know because it's one of those definite places that people always talking about and you know it, it just has to be done and so,
1: for 15 years, I know a bit more than what the normal person might know there. So, for example, the tourist things they take you for and stuff, I could show you a genuine more experience, um, experience of, like that, which I'm happy to do as well. So if anyone is going to be in Dubai or anything like that, they can drop me a message and I'm, I'm, I'm not... Uh, um, a stuck up guy to be like, no, I don't have time for you. I'll be happy to show you around my home country. If I'm there, um, I have a lot of friends who can accommodate for people. And uh, yeah, the more the merrier we say. And and one thing you'll notice about Dubai is that they're, the, they're the best hosts in the world. And that's something they've taught me to be. So if anyone ever was in Dubai and they are looking to uh, learn about it more through maybe some of the locals that I know and things like that, then please do drop me a message and I'll be happy to show anyone around.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That That's great of you. I appreciate it. So make sure you do that, uh, guys and girls who watched this episode. Just one thing that I wanted to ask you, uh, pass it along this message because I think it will be valuable for two groups of people. First one is who are just looking to learn about real estate investing, you know, kind of markets, what's going on in London, what's going on in Dubai, and maybe c- kind of few steps because you told us uh, the lesson the lessons that you learn personally while crafting your own approach message about becoming this, you know, luxury uh, realtor uh, of London and Dubai and se- se- second messages, you know, for the people who want to buy the property in London and Dubai. I think it's, it's going to be a great a lot of uh, great insights into both markets and a lot of great information. So if you just share this episode, I would appreciate it. Ibrahim, I uh, really want to appreciate you for being today on the show. I mean, uh, a lot of great value, a lot of great values. as I told before, we're going to bring a lot of it. So you brought it, you brought it to the table and again, the information is awesome. Uh, because including myself, uh, you know, I, I find out a lot about uh, Dubai, kinda, you kind of put us in, in this picture, you know, together with you, you know, and you walked us through the streets and kind of showed us the places, you know, and, and, and it's awesome. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much as well. Thank you for having me that's no problem guys and always uh, make sure to connect with ibrahim it's going to be true investments on instagram of course that link is going to be down below Uh, i saw he has a youtube channel so that's going to be included down below also so again i hope you enjoyed this episode and as always i'm going to see you on the next one thanks for watching